Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Deadly VR Investment Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. It's going to be a little bit of a different podcast today. This is going to be targeted um, more specifically so to our members uh, here in the VRA, our subscribers around the world. I'm going to be on the road tomorrow. And uh, Tyler's going to be out as well. So this will serve as a kind of a members update. I'm going to get that out tonight uh, to everyone and um, also to everyone else that joins us here for our regular afternoon update. So you're going to hear some, some more specific things about some of our positioning uh, than, you, than you ordinarily do here on our podcast. Might actually be kind of interesting for folks that aren't, uh, that aren't yet uh, subscribers with us. So come and join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'd love to have you here. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a good year. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good year this year. Uh, this market is ugly right now. Look, we had a pretty good comeback today. We'll talk about that. Not a great smart money hour, but a solid comeback. It was ugly at midday today. Uh, I'm going to talk about what, what's happening in the markets and what we see happening going forward. I'm going to talk about this hideousness that's taking place right now in our most important leading economic indicators in the VRA investing system, which are the tra- trannies, transports, semiconductors, and housing uh, folks, this is this is ugly, but I'm also going to tell you why this is not. I repeat, this is not 2007. All right, we are not we are not seeing the things we saw in 2007. So I'll get into that in just a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel, the co-founder of PayPal, uh, first outside investor in Facebook, also co-founder of Palantir, of course, who's uh, one of our VRA tin baggers here in the in the uh, in our VRA portfolio. Highly recommend the stock here. Stock is down to what is the stock now? Close today at uh, just under thirteen dollars a share. Phenomenal buy here. Peter Zeal today was on fire. Gave a speech, um, and details just coming out about it here today. Really, a pretty amazing guy. You know, he's uh, he's very honest. <laughs> I guess when you're as wealthy as he is, you can afford to be uh, brutally honest. And, and that's why he's one of my heroes, because he just is. He's he, he calls it like he sees it, and he's happened to be right on so many things. Uh, today, though, wow, blistering takedown of uh, Warren Buffett. Yeah, Peter Thiel today called Warren Buffett a sociopathic grandpa. A sociopathic grandpa, and I couldn't agree with him more on this. Some of you may remember... And the, in the mid to 2000s, I was on stages all over the world, uh, mid to late 2000s, telling the truth about Warren Buffett, about who, frankly, is just a, a liar that trades on inside information. That's who this guy is. The public doesn't see this guy, of course, but it's a God's honest truth. It's how he's made his money. Remember, he, 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 Warren Buffett, Buffett coined the phrase, uh, weapons of mass financial destruction, talking about derivatives, right? And that was his big catchphrase. It was a great catchphrase. He talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, as if he would never go there. And then the and then we find out when the financial crisis happened that Warren Buffett was down forty billion dollars. Okay, forty billion dollars in paper losses in derivatives, the same things that he had just called a few years earlier weapons of mass financial destruction. So a complete hypocrite trades on inside information gets bailed out time and again by the government, happened certainly during the financial crisis, no question about it. Insiders know this. I talked about that. Uh, I talked about Jamie Dimon quite a bit and the scams that he's pulled at J.P. Morgan, including being the largest short seller of both gold and silver, uh, completely manipulating the gold and silver market. They are, by the way, the largest short of both. Uh, At least it's on, on record. 
and uh, the way they've manipulated these uh, paper per paper gold markets using GLD as a derivative, and the way that that's impacted uh, the the, uh, the physical markets globally. And uh, yeah, I did that. I did that for a fair amount, and then had all all my uh, all my accounts closed at J.P. Morgan Chase, where I'd banked for about fifteen years. So. Um, and some other interesting things happened to me as well. But uh, I love it. So Peter Thiel, sociopathic grandpa, talking about Warren Buffett. Then uh, he also went after a Jamie Dimon. And uh, you'll, you'll, I, I'll include the link to the piece. It's very interesting in the video, by the way, And uh, for, for our subscribers. Then he went after ESG, okay? Environmental social what, – what is it? Environmental – Social governance. I believe that's it. I, I really, honestly, it's it's hard for me to get into this very much because it is it's Chinese propaganda. It is it is complete Chinese uh, an attempt by our elites to make the U.S. what China is today, and that's what exactly what Peter Thiel said today. He said, when you hear the word the the letters ESG, think about CCP. Because this is just another way they want to control us is with this ridiculous fraud of ESG. So uh, he also, of course, feels he was a huge Bitcoin fan, believes it should be trading at a price of 100 times greater than where it is, but that it's being man manipulated lower. Well, welcome aboard, Peter. That's been happening in the gold market for, uh, for two, at least three decades now. And yeah, I, I believe it is happening in, uh, in, Bit in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies for sure. He's a big Bitcoin fan, though, believes, again, it should be 100 times higher than it is today. So that was fun, getting in that today. Let's talk about the markets first, and we'll get into some of those other topics we have here. Again, good comeback today. Uh, Dow Jones had sharp losses, well over 200 points today, finishing only, excuse me, finishing up 87 points, although that is about 100 points off the highs in Smart Money Hour, but finished up, up 87 points, a quarter of a point. SP 500 up four tenths of one percent of nineteen. Nasdaq had a nice comeback as well, uh, down at uh, one eight. I saw it down one hundred eighty points at one point. Had a big rally, finished barely up at eight points, up uh, up eight on the day. And Russ two thousand was a, a loser on the day, finishing down three tenths of one percent. But folks, don't be fooled. Uh, Might have been a decent comeback today, but I'm telling you what we've been telling our folks here. Don't like this market. Do not short term. Short term. We're, we're cautious. We're concerned about this market in the short term. And I, I do believe that what we've just witnessed here over the last month with the big move higher has been a bear market rally. And outside of my biggest concern, which is the fact that uh, Team Biden uh, and the elite ruling class, all of these uh, globalists, they're hell-bent in the United States on intentional destruction of our country, intentional destruction of America. And I think, as I wrote this morning, in my opinion, you have to be deaf, dumb, and blind to believe that any president, any administration could be this horrible unintentionally. This is intentional destruction. It's my biggest concern. It, look, we're all excited about the midterms. You know, if you're, if you're reading the tea leaves, it looks like it's going to be complete carnage for Democrats come November, which, again, that gives us, uh, you know, that gives us a great setup in the markets. From an investment point of view, gives us a great setup because you're going to have gridlock. You pretty much do now, don't you? But you have gridlock, and nothing happens. The markets love gridlock, but we got to get there first. Don't trust these Democrats. My concern is, uh, frankly, a false flag uh, event happening in this country, which would allow them to put martial law in place. It's one of the things they, they said Trump was going to do, 
and we know about the left, the one thing they really are good at, very practiced at, matter of fact, they're the best at it ever, is projection. If they accuse somebody else of doing it, you know that's exactly what they're doing or what they're planning to do. That's my biggest concern. But the market action just has not been good. It just has not been good. We've had big rallies. Again, it's like a bear market rally. Back to the 200-day moving averages. Those averages then failed, and we fell back below them. That's a classic, kind of a classic bear market rally capitulation sign to the upside. Again, it's the inverse of a bull market. And we think downside action is to about 10%. So not a massive move lower. I do believe the lows are going to hold from, uh, from March 14th. I look for those lows to hold, but I do think we've got weakness in the interim. Here's one of the big reasons for that. Look, first of all, we know, we know the Fed. The markets love Fed rate hikes. The markets just do. History tells us that. We also know that the market loves inverted yield curves, specifically the 210 yield curve. When that inverts over the last four times, the market's gone up on average 28% before we've had a recession. So we're talking about in about an 18-month period. So historically, this is a good time to be in the markets. But we're also fighting the Fed. You know, the Fed is no longer our friend. The Fed is now, uh, again, we're looking at, as I said yesterday, from their uh, March minutes, uh, the Fed's minutes, they're looking at uh, raising rates a half a percent at multiple meetings possibly. And they're also looking at uh, aggressively uh, deleveraging their balance sheet talking about doing it by $95 billion a month. Actually, I wrote $95 million a month. That's a big typo. $95 billion a month beginning next month as well. So, you know, again, don't fight the Fed. It's one of the themes right now if you're aggressively long, especially in high beta names, okay? If you're aggressively long high beta names, mostly big tech and, and, and semis, okay, if you're in, and growth, if you're aggressively long those names, unless there's a special story there, then you are fighting the Fed. And that's unfortunately where we are right now. And um, I think, again, I, I like this market medium long term. I think we've got a little weakness in front of us. And here's another reason for that. And this is a big part of the VR investing system, folks. Just from the beginning of this year, the transports, the trainings are down 13%. Semiconductors are down 21%. Again, just since the beginning of this year. Housing, HGX is down 26%. Again, trading is down 13, semi is down 21, housing down 26. We're talking about just, just over three months. That's a lot of brutality. That feels like it could be the beginning of something bigger. Maybe. I don't think so, though. This is the way, by the way, this is the way the market starting acting in beginning of 2007. This is exactly Started with housing, but it's different than that setup. And I, Tyler and I talked about this for the podcast. Look, I I was I was pretty active during that during that time, on stages all over the world, telling people that you know what, get this is not the time to be leveraged to housing. This is the time to probably sell housing. Certainly, don't expose yourself uh, to to debt more than you should. Uh, and because I explained what happened when Japan had their housing crisis. In fact, the housing prices went down 19 straight years, but that was a different time. Consumers were highly leveraged. They're just not now. The consumer balance sheets are in good shape. I'm talking about for, you know, again, for, for investors, for people with means. Inflation is acting as their friend, okay? Again, if you're not wealthy, if you don't have assets, inflation kills you. It's your enemy. Otherwise, if you have assets, you have a home, you have investments, 
Uh, if you have a good job, you get wage inflation. Again, inflation can be your friend. And we're still in that phase right now. So I don't believe, again, uh, corporate balance sheets are in fantastic shape. Consumer balance sheets are in very good shape. This does not at all feel like the setup that we had in 2007. And by the way, we just started rate hikes. In 2004, when rate hikes started, again, they had 17 straight rate hikes from 2004 to 2006. Again, the market screamed higher in that, in that process from 2004 to 2006. It was only in 2007 when mortgage companies started going under that there was a problem. So we're, we're just nowhere near that. I say all that to say this. We are aggressively looking to add two positions. We have a position in housing now. We're looking to add to that. Again, we want to see this correction that we think is pause, if you will, shake out. When you have the semis leading to the downside, tech leading to the downside, the internals have, have turned ugly again. Again, this is not the environment that you want to have or you're adding to new positions aggressively unless you're in commodities and you're defensive. And that's how we're positioned here. Value names. We're aggressively long energy, aggressively long precious metals and miners. And, uh, for example, today, URIA... URA is the symbol for the Uranium Global ETF. And look what's happened with Russia. You know, Russia exports anywhere from 30 to 45% of all the enriched uranium on the planet. One by one, coal, right, just got added to the list of banned exports from Russia. Uh, the U.S. Congress today passed a, a, a bill that all Russian energy would be banned here, all forms, including coal, which has not happened yet. So you see, the if you're reading the tea leaves, you see what's going to happen next. It's probably going to be uranium. Well, folks, the problem with that is we already got 55 nuclear power plants that are being built right now. There's anywhere from 100 to 1,000 that are on the board. Some of these are small. Like uh, there's, there's one state that's planting 100 power plants, uh, nuclear power plants right now. Very small ones, though. They're working like in a community, okay? Small towns. And all of these need uraniums. Uh, URA today was up 6.2%, uh, closing at 27.35. That, that looks like it's ready to get some serious legs to go along with what's happening with the energy sector. Again, today, oil today at one point was down sharply, went up finishing higher. XLE uh, and we're long ERX, the two-time energy ETF, both today flipped on a on a like on a on on a uh, flipped on a, a serious turn here closing up ERX finishing up 2.9% today that's the pattern we've seen is that energy stocks and mining stocks are leading the underlying commodities higher that is a classic classic bull market buy signal and a big tell for this group so again we continue to love these groups here energy and miners GDX today, for example, uh, this morning, again, gold was lower. The miners were lower. Boom. Saw that turn as well. Gold finishing up today, just better than three-tenths of 1%. But GDX, the miner ETF, was up over 1% today. So, again, you're seeing that outperformance continue to take place in the miners to gold. Uh, we all have copper, gold, silver, uranium, oil, energy stocks. These are the groups. These are the names and sectors that have been insulated from this downside action that we've seen in the markets. Um, but our big concern really, again, is the intentional destruction from this administration. Also, the fact that our three most important leading economic indicators in the VR investing system, the transports, semis, and housing, 
are leading the way lower. That's not what we want to see. But just to, to kind of put a bow on it, this looks like a reset. This smells like a reset. That can be very healthy if we can get inflation under control and give us some great buying opportunities and some of these key names for the next big move higher. And that's what we, that's what we think is going to happen as soon as we get this washout over with. We'll, how will we know? Our leadership groups will start to lead again, right? Housing will start to lead. The transports will start to lead. The semiconductors and tech will start to lead again. And uh, it won't just be the value-driven names that are leading the way higher and defensive names that are leading the way higher. So we'll alert you to that. As it stands right now, our very investing system is back to 6 out of 12 screens bullish. That's a neutral rating. We've yet to go bearish. Uh, but as the action continues the way it has been this week, uh, that may well happen. But again, we think that'll be a short-term sell signal as we have on now with a hedge or two. And, uh, and that, that, that's all we're looking at. Again, we're looking for buying opportunities on this pullback. In the internals today, again, better. You know, they, they were ugly at uh, midday. They did make a turn. Still finishing a, a negative for NASDAQ. NASDAQ was one and a half to one negative advanced decline. NASDAQ also one and a half to one negative on volume, although it did have a good close, uh, a, a good final 30 minutes in volume. NYSE was negative, slightly negative on advanced decline. NYSE volume uh, was negative by about uh, seven, uh, excuse me, $800 billion worth of trading. The ugly factor in the internals under the hood that we don't like in our VRE market internals is what's happening with 52 highs and lows. Because once again, this is starting to expand. It's not what you want to see when the lows are in place. This is what we're watching pretty carefully. Today we had 145 stocks hitting new 52 highs to 536 hitting new 52 week lows. We want to see that reverse back and go higher once again. Um, and our sector watch today of our 11 SP 500 sectors. Let me get a quick refresh here. Okay, we had uh, seven finished higher, four finished lower, led the upside by healthcare. I believe Tyler told me that's a new 52 week high today. Again, another defensive name, uh, along with utilities and consumer staples doing fantastically well. Uh, energy also up today, again, 1.4%. Consumer staples, as I said, up 1.1%. To the downside, real estate down 8 tenths of 1%. That's the REITs. Uh, communication services down 7 tenths of 1%. And utilities gave back a little bit today. Of course, they've been leading the way as well, paying great dividends. Uh, but typically, when the utilities are leading, that's not a great sign for the market. Big defensive uh, sector leading there, and that has been the case. In our commodity watch today, uh, again, we really like this action we're seeing in precious metals and miners because... This is a catapult formation. This is something that I've, I've kind, of, kind of made a career on with these formations. A catapult formation is one of my favorites where you have a major move higher and then you have a consolidation, right? So you get to new 52-week high as we did in gold. New 52-week high, we did that in the miners. Uh, new 52-week high, we did that in energy and energy stocks. And then we have a pause. And it's that pause that refreshes. And I call it a catapult pattern. Because once the pause refreshes, it gets legs again. It's got momentum again. Some of the shorts have come in now. They've got a cover. And here we go. We're off to the races again. I see that's exactly what's happening with this group. So again, energy uh, uh, did well today. The miners did well today on the backs of gold having a reversal higher. Gold today finishing up uh, a little bit off the highs, but still up a nice $12 an ounce at $19.34 an ounce. Silver up $0.23 cents an ounce at $24.60, uh, excuse me, $24.70 an ounce. Copper down $0.02 cents a pound at $4.71. Love copper here. And uh, oil today, again, nice reversal in oil. 
uh, down uh, opened uh, as low as ninety three eighty one a barrel. Uh, that's a post uh, that's a post war low, closing at ninety six eighty nine a barrel of fifty cents. But again, XLE the energy ETF up one point three percent today. And finally, Bitcoin. Uh, you know what? It couldn't rally on Peter Thiel's comments. As much as he loves it and believes Bitcoin should be 100 times higher than it is now, uh, Bitcoin, it probably is being manipulated, folks. It wouldn't surprise anyone. And that's my concern. Uh, I think really it's, it's going to be in a trading pattern uh, for a while below the below the 200-day moving average, which is where it's been stuck for some time. And also, of course, there are fears and concerns about regulation coming. Uh, Bitcoin right now trading at 43438 down 447 Of the two, there is no question. I'm a big gold fan here, a big fan of gold and silver, uh, more so right now than Bitcoin, although still bullish Bitcoin for the long run. Folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Hope you had a good day, an even better night. Remember, we won't be here tomorrow either for the VRA uh, with a VRA letter or, or, or a podcast tomorrow at the close. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.